Did you always dream of moving down to the Lone Star State, but you're a dirty Yankee from the north, and you want to make sure you blend in so you don't get run out of the rootinest, tootinest state in all the U.S.? Well, my friends, on this episode of the LPDS, we're going to teach you how to be a Texan, give you the first few steps on how to blend in and make yourself at home without getting run out of here in a violent rage. We also got some current events, and we got, of course, a tremendous cage fact. All that's going to start right now. All right, Jabronis, we're back. Welcome back to a, another illustrious episode of the Libretti Podcast Diary Show. I'm your host, Libretti. I'm trying to update my intros for you guys so that you know what we're going to be discussing up front. Uh, so you know what you're getting into. You know, you'll know if it's a, a suitable for work episode, if you want to listen to it in your car, if you want to listen to it with the family, uh, whatever you got to do. Um, we're going to give you the bottom line up front. They call that in the uh, negotiating world the bluff. It's not the negotiating world. It's like the uh, presentation world. I don't know what I'm talking about. The bluff. Bottom line up front uh, so that you guys know exactly what's going to be happening um, with you know with the LPDS. So welcome back. I'm your host, Libretti. This is the show about nothing that seems to find the lesson in everything. We're going to do it again today when we tell you how to become a Texan. We teach you the tips and tricks, the beginner's guide, if you will. Um, so stay tuned for that over in the junction. First, I want to get into a little current events for you guys. Um, this was a this was funny, but and laughable, but disheartening and and. It's getting close to the to the scary side of things. I think Randy over here can attest in YouTube land. Um, I don't want to get too dr- I don't want to get dramatic at all and say like we gotta we gotta fear for our lives and this is gonna be a real problem. Going you know, it's it's not there yet, but it's something to be mindful of. Now, USC School of Social Work, the USC, University of Southern California, a big-time college, uh, their School of Social Work put out a letter um, stating that they will no longer be allowing the word uh, and the term field to be used, field, F-I-E-L-D, for those of you who can't do spelling. Um, And any term that has the word field in it because it... um, What's the word that they use? Not connotes. That's not a word. Did I just make that up? Probably. Um, it it uh, alludes to and makes references of racism. So like uh, field work or getting out in the field uh, to do you know a job or whatever. Uh, they bring it back directly to, uh, you know, working in the fields as a slave from back in the day. So they, they're saying it's, it's, it's inherently racist and we're not going to use the word anymore or any terms that utilize that word in language and the school. And I don't know if there's going to be punishment if students use it as well, uh, but they're not doing it anymore. Uh, service level, it's, this is a joke. This is laughable. Because it's like, all right, what, I mean, what are we doing here? Okay, and, and honestly speaking, what the hell are they doing there? Okay, I mean, it's a, it's a word, field, okay? It doesn't, you can use the word field, baseball field, soccer field, corn field, tobacco field, football field, rugby field. Can use pitch too. That's what the British use pitch for all those uh, diehard soccer fans that come out of the woodwork during the World Cup. But I mean, what are we doing here? Because some probably angry white woman 
whose life is too good and cush right now. She has to be mad about something, and she feels that only she, you know, she's the one who can, you know, solve all the world's social problems for the for the uh, the weaker minority, which I think is insulting to the people who there's you know who who need to be uh, you know defended, I guess you could say, or want to be defended. I don't know. That's probably, if I were to venture guess, who made this argument and pushed for it to be banned, um, made this this ridiculous connection that the word and the term is racist. It only means the racist slavery version and not any other version ever before any time in history. Um, again, that's ridiculous to me, and it's laughable. And we can all joke about it and laugh it off that it's oh, that's you know, it's just in this quirky California college. Of course, it's going to be in there. Um, but where this is where I say, it, you know, it's, it's one of many steps towards a scarier result consequence, if you will. Um, but just remember that there's, there's no culture or society or country, uh, in history that, you know, that, was successful and happy and prosperous where their leadership was censoring the people and banning words and language like this, okay? You can go through the annals, all the annals you want in history, that's not the good side of history, okay? It doesn't matter what you feel politically, it doesn't matter if you're left or right or up or down or center or yellow or black or brown or whatever, it doesn't matter when you look at, historically speaking, those cultures who were censored by their leadership and not able to speak freely or even read things freely, where books were banned and burned and language was censored and people were shut down for the things they said. Randy's getting angry back there. You can hear him barking. Um, those... Those societies, those cultures, those governments um, were were in the wrong, to put it to put it lightly. And you can again go back specifically and look at all those, and they all went down even deeper, darker paths. Um, and I'm not saying we're there already. I'm not saying we're gonna get there, but we need to uh, keep that in mind. Okay, this is how things happen when you when we look at things and I know I'm going to get heat for this. But when we look at things like the Nazis, for instance, and everyone keeps saying, you know, how did we how, how can anyone believe that? How can anyone want to follow the Nazis and get tricked into believing Nazism was the was the path and this and that? And I know we discussed there was a whole movie on it uh, that they made for TV movie um, called The Wave. It's on YouTube. It's, it's horrible video quality, but the movie is tremendous. You gotta watch it. Um, the guy who plays Wick in uh, in Seinfeld, uh, the guy who was in charge of Susan Ross's um, foundation, he's the main character. He's a teacher in it. Tremendous movie. He shows that movie shows you how these people went got down to that dark path of Nazism, and it starts with things as simple and stupid as this: we're banning stupid, silly words. And you just have to get in the ear of a couple people, and then it starts to it starts to extrapolate from there, okay? And like I said, we're not there yet, but we can't just schluff stuff like this off because you're gonna look three, four, five, ten years down the road, and we're all gonna be in, you know in in proverbial shackles to our government. You're going to be like, how did this happen? How can we let this happen? And history is going to look, how did they let that happen to where their, their government completely controls them and this and that and that? And, and you're, we're missing the little things. The little things add up to the big things. Okay? And this is a little thing that should be in our back of our brains that we should remember when we see something additional happen. If you see something else happen, it's, it's spread throughout, not just USC, but it's going, you know, Nationwide is a federal ruling. No more using the word field. We got to change everything. Um, remember this stuff, okay? So that we can try to stop it and not follow the, the wave that's, you know, leading us down a dark path. Waves could be good. 
All right. There are things that there are little things that happen that lead to big, massive changes for the better. So that's why I'm not saying we gotta we gotta stop this immediately before you know before it's already too late. No, none of that at all. But we just have to be mindful of it all because with, with the good little things come the bad. All right. And if I were to venture a guess, based on my little knowledge and and education on history, I would guess this particular situation here that's trying to ban this word for the reasons they say, is on the bad side. It's going to lead to the bad side of a wave. We don't want to censor people. And even if we want to, we're, I know you try to associate it like it's, it's associated with bad stuff. Got it. I know that mental gymnastics, we do it all the time with everything. If you don't listen to us, you're going to die. If you say this, you're a racist. If they, got it. It's noble intentions. Um, but it's going to lead us down a dark road, I think. That's my personal uh, guess. It's like a futures bet. I don't know what the odds are on that, but I would venture a guess and put some money down that um, if that particular sort of mindset continues, it's going to lead down a bad road. Um, so that's that. And other news. Uh, the president got busted with classified documents in unclassified areas. Um Again, to caveat this, a little LPDS caveat for you. Doesn't matter what you are, Republican, Democrat, Independent, Libertarian, Green Party, Perot Party, whatever it is. If you have a security clearance and you're carrying classified documents or holding them in unclassified areas and unauthorized areas, you're wrong. Okay, and you and you need to be uh, investigated uh, the way the 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 policy states. Everybody who has a clearance, and as a person with a clearance, we get that ingrained into us and briefed to us from the from the second we fill out the paperwork, and every year after that until we're no longer activated in our clearance, until our clearance is gone and expired. Okay, there are policies in place that are very black and white. If, there's, if there is classified documents in unclassified areas, unauthorized areas, an investigation has to occur. Okay? And that being said, President Biden's lawyers found some documents in his garage and then in his library. First his library when he was vice president and then in his garage in Delaware... Uh, next to his Corvette, they said, his car, in, in his house in Delaware. Uh, and they came forward and said, we found these. Um, now, you could say, oh, they did the right thing by doing this. Here's the thing. The lawyers came forward to protect themselves, to cover their own asses, because that's what lawyers do. That's what they should do sometimes, but they do all the time, covering their asses. Um, so that they can say, you know, there's no possible way that they can be investigated and say, oh, well, you knew about this and you tried to obstruct it. Um, some would say that this is a political chess move because Donald Trump is currently being investigated because they say his team knew about the classified documents at his compound that was raided um, and tried to cover it up. Uh, so they, they're trying to do their little chess move to say, well, we didn't cover it up. We admitted to it. Uh, so that makes it okay. Um, and I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what they did. They, they brought it forward ahead of time, uh, and, and that's what's going on with that. Here's my take on all that. And again, it's not political. Um, if you're the person sitting there immediately saying how this is better than the Donald Trump situation because of this and this and this. That's not the, the best mindset to have, okay? At the end of the day, all these people, the president, current president, the previous president, Hillary Clinton, they all had classified documents in an unauthorized area and got caught for it, okay? If that happened to me, whether I did it on purpose or by accident and whether I came clean with it up front and voluntarily 
reported myself or not, there has to be, there's an investigation process that needs to happen. They need to investigate when it was put there, how long, how to get there, if it got into the hands of enemies, um, non-allied countries, if it was done on purpose. Like they'll do the investigation and then they come down with their with their decision on whether you get punished with, you know, a full courts martial, uh, at least on the military side of courts martial, or um, indictment, whatever it might be, jail time, whatever it is, or a you know a punishment as far as like discipline because we st- you, you broke a rule. The rule is keep classified in classified spaces only. Um, and we again we get we get trained that we get put that into our into our stupid brains day in and day out. Um, so there's no excuse why this happened um, and why I was left there. So we need to, this needs to be looked at objectively. The first thing we should not be doing is picking apart why this one is better than the Trump thing and they're doing the apology tour for Biden and for Hillary and for Trump or whatever it is. That's not it. This guy had classified shit in an unclassified area. He needs to be investigated appropriately. Okay. And you can argue however way you want, that's the bottom line. And the fact that there doesn't seem to be any further investigation, they're just like, oh, well, he brought it up, his lawyers brought it up, so it should be okay, this and that. And the media is trying to snuff it and make it not a big deal. That, I also believe, is wrong. Okay? They had the entire Department of Justice, FBI, raid Orange Man's palace and compound in Florida for six documents that had probably had dongs on them that just happened to say secret, top secret on them. And he's getting full investigation, a full raid, whatever. This guy has the same thing. Dongs on a classified document in his garage and they're just like, no, that's okay. It's different. It's not different. They need to be investigated the same way, tried and true, objectively speaking. Here's That's another thing I want to get into real quick while I'm hot and bothered is... When people start bitching about the system is unfair and this and that, sometimes it's not the system that's unfair. It's the people who are in charge of the system that are unfair and are corrupt. And this is looking like right now a case of where the system is falling apart because of the people in charge of it. Because they're picking and choosing who they hold accountable for their actions according to the system and the process. And they need to hold everybody accountable. Just because whether they like them or not, whether they're on the same political side or not, they need to be held accountable equally. Okay? That's where I believe the system is broken. It's because of the people, not because of the, necessarily the process. And that's not all the time. That's for this particular incident, and that's a personal opinion. And you don't have to like it, and that's okay. That's what we like to do here in America and the LPDS. We like to share different opinions and be okay with it and move forward amicably. All right? Speaking of moving forward amicably, we'll get right into it. We'll step into the cage. Okay, let's run. All right. Today's Into the Cage segment is proudly sponsored by Soft Serve Stool Softener. Did you eat too much rice this week, and no matter how much bran or enemas you use, you can't seem to break your bowels free and fire fire off a quality stool? Well, then get a batch of soft-serve stool softener today. From the makers of Drano, soft-serve uses the same non-patented formula to infiltrate even the biggest of colon clogs to break them down so you can pass it with ease. Simply pour a batch of the soft-serve down your gullet, Wait 15 minutes and drink a glass of hot water, and before you know it, you'll be stooling all over the place. So to get a bottle now, just visit the plumbing section of your local grocery store or hardware store, and if you give the cashier the coupon code Diarrhea Dreams, you'll get 29% off your first gallon jug. Got that one from South Park. Soft serve. And that's what you do here, folks. You find ways to plug through the, the clogs and the hurdles of life, the constipations of life, 
to break free to the other side happily. So get yourself some soft serve. All right, the cage fact. Sort of related, not related, but in the same vein as the previous fact we discussed on last episode, um, Nick Cage had a nightmare about his cat. I believe it must have been like his cat dying in the nightmare. Something terrible happened to the cat. It was like a sad uh, nightmare. Not a bad, not a good dream, a bad dream, a nightmare. Um, and it, we've talked previously about his cat. This is the same cat that he uh, went on a mushroom trip with, and they were brothers, and now it's a cage fact, and tremendous stuff. But he had this dream that the cat, I think, died. He just said he had a nightmare about the cat. And, and, and coming out of that dream, um, the way he felt inside that dream and then coming out with the, you know, he was sweating, heart palpitations, pop, 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 and in the middle of the night, um, that inspired him in his performance in the movie Pig. Now, in the movie Pig, he doesn't have a cat. He has a, a pig. Shocker. Um, and in this movie, uh, it's not really a spoiler alert, but in the beginning of the movie, his, his pig gets uh, kidnapped, pignapped. Um, and he channeled the feelings he had um, from the nightmare about his cat into the feelings he would have in his character in the movie Pig uh, because it was the same sort of uh, despair, empty, sad feeling of losing, you know, your brother, your best pal, your what have you. Um, so if you've seen the movie Pig, you saw he, he gave a, uh, an electric performance in that and, and not in the sense, not in the traditional cage sense uh, where he's all over the place in more so of the dramatic deep uh, feels sense and uh, I think he nailed it um, and it's all thanks to his cat who is now his brother because of the mushroom trip they went on together uh, and that, again that was a previous cage fact go back to whatever episode that was 12 I don't I don't even remember there's so many good cage facts you kind of get lost in the sauce with them all so um, that's that that's cage fact all right moving on over to the junction we'll spin the logo up and we'll start talking about how to be a Texan. Now, I want to give a quick LPDS caveat to this to all you listeners out there who are trying to be cowboys. This is the this is the step before the cowboy step, okay? This is the process here. Now, as you know, I just moved down to Texas. Um, and in the in the week's time that I've been down here, I've become sort of the expert in in, in blending in here. Uh, I've already been an expert blending in wherever I go. I'm like a chameleon for crying out loud. You've seen it. I've been ev- all over the country, all over the, the world, in war, out of war, on vacation, visiting brothers, visiting friends, uh, and I blend in wherever I go. It's pretty obvious. I, you can't even tell where I am anymore because I just, I am that. If I'm in Texas, I'm a Texan. If I'm in Syracuse, I'm a bum. If I'm in Vegas, I'm a stripper. Whatever it is, I'm the guy. Okay, so I have a little wherewithal on how to blend in and become a local, if you will, um, a regular. So with my research and development here in the great Lone Star State of Texas, uh, I realized that uh, there are levels of Texan-ness, of becoming a Texan, um, and, and cowboy is, is, is higher level level two or three, it's not, you don't come down here and be, just be a cowboy, okay? You have to advance up into, into the Texas two-step, if you will, uh, to become a cowboy. So that'll be a future episode. Um, so stay by, stand by for that. If, you're, if you are here to learn how to be a cowboy, subscribe to the channel, okay? Like and get the notifications and do all that stuff because we will come back with a how-to on being a cowboy specifically. For you beginners out there who were like me a long time ago uh, and want to become a Texan, just an initial rookie-level beginner's guide to Texanhood, this is the episode for you. Listen to this episode, and then you can go forward uh, and you'll you know put your notifications on, subscribe to the channel, and, uh, and you'll soon find out how to become a cowboy later on. But right now, this is for Texans. Um, and as the expert, I feel like this is, it is my duty to provide this beginner-level intro. So it's only going to be a, fir- a couple steps. 
Okay, it's not a lot of stuff right off the bat. You wanna ease into it. Again, if you're coming to Texas or any state that's new to you and you just go from one to the other immediately, you're gonna stick out like a sore thumb. People are gonna notice that you're not one of them, you're an imposter. Okay, you see it in movies all the time when people try to blend in, they put fake mustaches on Groucho Marx and they don't, they don't blend in. It was like Bobby Valentine when he coached the Mets back in the early 2000s, I think it was, and he got kicked out of a game and he decided instead of leaving, he's gonna come back to the stands in the stadium and he just put on a Groucho Marx disguise and thought he was gonna blend in with the fans and obviously he didn't, okay? We don't wanna be stupid like that. We wanna, we wanna be effective. We wanna become Texans in this instance. So we wanna do it right, okay? So with that, this is only going to be a, a couple of, of beginner level uh, how you doings to get into the game. And then, as like I said, we'll progress up the levels so that you can eventually become whatever you want to be. The cowboy, the cowgirl, uh, whatever, the oil tycoon, uh, the, the Bible banging preacher, whatever it is you want to do, we're going to find, you know, we're going to get you there. Okay, here at the LPDS, we'll have how-to guides to get you wherever you want to go, okay? So with that, the first thing you want to do, and this is very simple, all right? This is not something you have to act out. You don't have to go and, um, and, and, and learn a trade or train any way, shape, or form. You just got to go out and buy, I believe, most people in this country call the dad hat, um, it's like, it's this hat right here in YouTube land, this canvas hat, curved brim, buy one of these, preferably like a tan look to it, beige tan look. Uh, and if you can get a Velcro top to put an American flag patch on the front of the, of the, of the cap or the Texas flag or something like that, a don't tread on me flag, whatever it is, um, that's what you want to do. Uh, if you don't, if you don't get this one, this type of canvas hat, you want to get one of those trucker hats that you can do the same thing with. You can, you can curve the brim. Um, it's got the, you know, the mesh webbing on the back and then the front, you could put a patch in it. How you doing? Um, that's going to be your mainstay. Okay. Now, eventually you're going to want to put some sort of, uh, accoutrement on that hat. Uh, some people who live down in the Southern portion of Texas, We'll put the little fish hook around the brim. Um, so you could do that. Some people will, will change their patchwork. They'll put some patches on the back of the cap, on the side, whatever, uh, to kind of make sure that you know what sort of camp they live in, whether they're a cowboy, uh, they're a fisherman, they're a hunter, um, they're, you know, a, a Bible banger, whatever it is. Um, so beginner level, just get the hat. Get the hat, wear it, get it molded to your head, uh, so that when you get here, you're not, um, it's not looking like a new hat. Like, hey, this guy just bought his hat at the gas station. Um, something's up with this fella. He's, he's off. Okay? Wear it before, at least a week beforehand. And if you want to even, you can throw it in the, in the washer machine uh, to get it, you know, rolled and spun up. And how you doing to make it look a little bit more worn out for you in a quicker amount of time. So get that hat. That's, that's key number one. Even the girls. Okay? All right, and, 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 and this is going to be universal for everybody. I'll, I'll give the advice, the how-to for guys and gals um, so that everybody can become a Texan or a cowboy or a Bible banger, whatever it is, okay? So, girls, same hat, trucker hat, because you can put your ponytail through it. You can wear it backwards. Trust me, that's the, that's the play right now for beginner-level Texan. Get that hat, trucker dad hat. The next thing you want to do is get yourself an American flag and a Texan flag, all right? You're gonna to wanna to put those on your property once you get in town. Now, if you have an apartment, if you get an apartment, if you're in one of the cities as opposed to like a ranch or, or a house in, a, in a, uh, the suburbs, get the flag, get a smaller flag, and you can put it up on your door, or out your window in your apartment, on the balcony if you have one, inside your house, um, and then you can take pictures of that. If, you, if, you, if it's inside your house, 
you take a selfie in front of it and then post that to your social media so that people see both flags so that you uh, they all know that um, you're Texas strong. You're not just an American, but you're a Texas patriot. I mean, that's a little different than, uh, than it is in other places. All good patriots. All patriots are good patriots in all, in all different states, but each one is different. Okay, so we have to blend in appropriately. We have to adjust uh, appropriately. So get the Texas flag with the American flag. If you get the American flag only, you're going to get the side eye. All right? If you get the Texas flag only, some people will also give you the side eye. A lot less people, but... Um, you'll still get the side eye. You want to get both. All right. So do that, please. All right. The next thing you want to do, and this is specific to the people who have houses, not the apartment complexes, um, but the people who have houses. If you have an apartment, you don't need to worry about it. It's not like, oh, do this instead. You don't have to do anything. But if you have a house, you want to get your address painted on the curb by your mailbox. Okay, and you want to do that in Texas colors, which is red, white, and blue, but you want to do it in the Texas flag pattern. Okay, so just you're going to make a rectangle, you're going to paint the rectangle, and the base is going to be the Texas flag blue, red, white, whatever the same that design. And then on the big white portion, you're going to put usually in dark blue most people i see in dark blue some people put it in red but it's still going to be red you know red or blue to match the flag pattern uh, you're going to put the number of the house that you live in okay mine is worn out the previous owner of my house had it on there and it's worn out so i need to go and make sure that it's uh touched i got to touch it up and i got to really make sure it's uh tried and true so that people know right off the bat that's what you got to do um, with that too comes vehicle license plate changing. All right, this is a obvious. This is a little bit more obvious if you're moving down to a place you change the license plate. But here you have a smaller time window, okay? Um, because if you're ro- rolling around here for a month with Maryland plates or Jersey plates or Northern Yankee plates. The side eye is going to turn quickly into an unfriendly conversation, okay? And you don't want to deal with that. For whatever reason, you want to be Texas plated up as quickly as possible, all right? So go find a a local DMV, get your car inspected, get those plates on there so that when it's parked in the driveway, you got Texas plates, you got Texas address on your curb. Okay, and again, for the apartment complexers, do the license plate thing. You don't have to worry about the address thing because it's an apartment complex, so you should be good to go. All right. The next things you want to do, it's it's you want to pick up on some different sayings and 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 ways to communicate. Okay, uh, and again, this is like this everywhere. Everywhere you live and move and travel to. They have a different twang. They have a different accent. They have a different way of, of, of talking and using language to communicate and sounds to communicate. So you just want to pick up on the Texas version of that. All right. So you want to start saying things like howdy. That's a big one. If you're not saying howdy, you're, you're wrong. Okay. They're going to they're gonna kick you right out of here. Okay. So you want to start saying howdy, everybody. All right. Howdy, ma'am. Howdy, sir. Howdy, pa. And ma. Okay? And then you want to ask how people are doing. How's it going? How are you? If you say something like, how you doing? Like Jersey trash. You'll get a little bit of the Texas side eye. But here's the thing you want to remember. And this is not just for how you doing. This is for everything. How are you? How's it going? Uh, How's it hanging? Expect an answer, okay? That's something that people don't understand about the South, south of the Mason-Dixon line, whether people are are really being nice or they're fake nice, uh, whatever it is, they're going to answer you and you're going to have a full conversation about how this damn person's doing. 
Okay, it's not like the Budweiser commercial from back in the day where they were making fun of the people from Jersey and New York where they were just in the bar and like, how you doing, how you doing? And you, and you respond to a how you doing with a follow-up how you doing. And that's the conversation. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? That's it. That was it. Okay? Down here, they're going to tell you how they're doing. And it's going to be weird right off the bat. Okay? But you want to make sure... You're ready for that, okay? If you give a weird look and get angry and flustered because they're answering you, the jig's going to be up. They're going to catch on that you're not from around these parts. So you want to make sure that you understand that they're going to tell you, I'm doing fine. My family's also good. I've done this today. I checked the mail. I scratched my ass. I tilled the farm, I hunted duck, whatever it is. They're going to tell you, and then they're going to ask you, well, what did you do? How's your day been going? Tell me. And if you just sit there and just be like, answer with another, how you doing? Jigs up. All right? So be prepared to have an adult, full-on, real conversation with these folks. It's very strange at first. I understand it, but let's get comfortable being uncomfortable, okay? The next thing you want to do is you want to pick up on Texas sayings, important Texas sayings, okay? You're going to hear, again, people speak and communicate differently all over, the, all over the globe, all over the country, okay? And Texas is no different than that. They have their own way of communicating, and they use a lot of expressions uh, to communicate, um, to describe things. And it's not just, you know... Oh, you're gullible. You're fat. It's like, you're as fat as this. You know, you're looking like, you know, whatever. Things like that, okay? So you want to pick up some important sayings. And I have a list of, of a couple of beginner level sayings. I'm not going to, you can't, you can't learn them all now. But you can, if you, if you know these basic phrases, you'll be set up for success. It's like learning a new language, okay? If you know, hello, where's the bathroom, you know, how many books are in the library, in whatever language, you're going to be set up for success, okay? So sayings like, you know, you're so gullible, you'd buy water from a faucet. All right, that's one you want to put in your tool belt. All right, another one is, well, you're growing faster than a weed under a faucet. All right, little descriptors here, little descriptive phrases, so add that one to the tool belt. Another one here is, well, you can make hot water come out of a cold faucet. All right, that's when you're pay paying a compliment to a lass, to a lady. That's how you let them know. That's how you pay a compliment, okay? And when, when you're talking, when you're trying to pep somebody up who's having a down day, uh, you got to let them know that, you know, it happens to everybody. Even the strongest faucet lets out a few drips every once in a while, all right? Saying this, this is, these are, are ways to communicate with the masses down here in the Lone Star State. Okay, so put those in your toolbox. Rewind, listen again, write them down, jot them down so you have them in your, in your holster, if you will. Um, speaking of holsters, you wanna get yourself a new belt, okay? And it doesn't have to be, again, we're not going cowboy yet, okay? You just wanna get yourself something that's not a basic black or brown or canvas belt. You want to get something that's got a little bit of bedazzlement on it, all right? A little bit of razzle-dazzle to let them know that you're getting there. You're not an out-of-towner out wearing a plain brown or plain black belt, and you're not some schvuk who's pretending to be a cowboy with a giant belt buckle, and it's very obvious you're not you don't know what you're really doing. So you want to get that middle ground. So you just want to find a belt that's got a, a, a couple of rhinestones on it, maybe a little southwest design, um, something like that, so that people it, it 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 turns people's radars off. Okay, what you don't want to do is you don't want to highlight yourself in the wrong way, one way or the other. Okay. You want, to, you want the radars to be turned off. So you want something that's just bedazzled enough, just sizzled enough that people are just are not even going to bat an eyelash at you. They're just going to be like, copy that, howdy. All right? The next thing you want to do with the belt is you want to get yourself a, a pair of dungarees that you can 
starch increase. Now, if you're thinking that's going to look like soup pants, where you crease your soup pants, and you'd be right. And this is for gals too, okay? You get yourself a nice pair of dungarees, Arizona brand, Lee, Wranglers, what have you, and you take them right to the tailor, you tell them to cre you know, starch and crease the middle, heavy starch, and they'll put a crease down the middle of the legs of those pants like it's nobody's business, all right? And it's gonna look fresh and it's gonna look clean and you're gonna look like the rest of the Texans out and about in society, okay? And it doesn't have to be every pair of pants, but just have yourself at least one, preferably something that looks a little bit more worn out. So if you wanna get a light faded colored jean, dungaree, do that, and then get them starched and pressed, okay? Heavy starch, all right? The next thing you wanna do, and this is the final thing now, okay? You wanna go and at the very least become friends, friendly with, befriend, become close with the owner or manager of your local gun emporium, all right? They're all over the place, okay? You can get gumballs and guns at any store, any shop at, on any block of the street. So find one closest to you that you like the selection and what have you, and befriend that person. You don't have to go buy a gun right away. You're gonna need to eventually, but this is how you do it the right way, the Texan way, okay? Because if you ever hang out with a Texan, a born and bred Texan, you're gonna go to the gun shop with them and they're gonna know, you know, Hal, Hal Wheeler over here, has been, he's owned this gun shop since his pappy was born in 1810, all right? So you're gonna to wanna to befriend your gun shop owner or manager so that when it comes time to make the purchase, they gotta take it care of for you, all right? Now, we're gonna cut it, we're gonna cut that here, okay? This is a good beginner's guide. Do those things, these several five, six things, get your sayings down pat, practice your howdies, Look at your facial expression in the mirror when you're practicing talking to somebody. And that'll get you on the right path to becoming a tried and true Texan. All right? The advance, the next level, the one step closer to cowboy status, we'll get to in a future episode. That's your, you know, your live, laugh, love signs all over your house and your ranch. Uh, that's the different types of hats that you want to get. Not just the, the, the dad baseball caps, but the different levels of, of uh, rancher-style hats and, and Texas-style hats. Um, there's the different types of Bible verses you want to make sure you memorize and you have on your social medias and or, you know, in your wallet or whatever. Um, that's all the, the progression to become a true Texan and a true cowboy, which is like the final level, the final stage, and we're going to get to that later. So... Don't, don't feel discouraged if you're, if you're only beginner level. This is how you want to start, okay? To become a, a citizen of the, of the world, you have to start small, okay? And if there's one thing that I know about America and the states and different states and, and areas that you go to in America is that you want to make sure you change who you are as a human being to blend in with these people, whether you like them or not. Otherwise, they're going to make fun of you and shun you and kick you out, and that's not what anybody wants. Okay, The worst thing in life is to be shunned from the cool kids crowd, and you know, being in Texas, you're going to be in the cool kids crowd, uh, or you're going to get shunned. You don't want that. So um, follow these steps. We'll get to the next steps of the, uh, of the adventure here. Um, and if you think just being, a, being yourself and being normal like everybody else in this country is going to get you by, look, let me know how it goes, okay? You can do that. You can go be yourself. Good luck with that. Maybe film it so we can see, you know, we can see the results of that because I am curious to see how that turns out for you there, pal. So that's all we got for this one. Um, don't forget, look. Call the hotline, okay? 
One of the good things about the LPDS is that we have depth of knowledge and experience that we want to bring to you. Okay, so if you're moving to a different part of the country that's not Texas, hit us at the hotline. Hey, what should I do to become, you know, a better Washingtonian or, you know, someone from Alaska or whatever, they, you know, a Yukon, whatever they call them up there. Um, anything. Hit us with the hit us in the hotline. Ask your questions, whatever advice you want, whatever it might be. Let us know. 202-670-1114. Uh, so that we can bring that information to you guys. That's what we're here to do. We're here to learn and grow and, and get better as human beings. Okay? And if you can tap into the LPDS's knowledge and experience uh, without having to learn those hard mistakes, do it. Okay? You'll, you'll save time and, and money and Ajita, which is, you know, Ajita's Guido heartburn. Okay? And you don't want that. You certainly don't want Guido heartburn, okay? So let us know. Call the hotline. Find out uh, how to become better. Before we go, though, the big three. For you new listeners out there, the big three are the, the three pillars, the foundation of the LPDS to staying strong and being a better, happier human being in life uh, and to pass that goodness on to, to the rest of the world. Uh, number one is exercise every day easiest the simplest one you can do because it's as simple as going for a walk now i'm not saying it's easy to do okay it's it's hard you know it's hard work exercising can be hard work but it's a simple concept of getting up and going for a walk doing jumping jacks whatever you're going to do to move the body get the chemicals surging through your bod so that you can be healthier and feel better physically mentally and emotionally Number two is probably the hardest one to do. It's also simple in concept, but very difficult to actually do in reality. And that's not, not be a shitty person, to be a good person instead. And I say that because there's so much opportunity in this world, especially on social media, when you can hide behind a profile or on the internet, on your phone, and be an asshole to somebody because you just think it's just another profile. They can just turn their phone off if they don't like what I have to say. Um, it's, there's so much of that opportunity out there to be an asshole and a shitty person. Um, and it's as simple as just not doing it, but it's emotionally difficult to do that. And I get it. I, I saw it quick example earlier. I was scrolling through Instagrams and this ad pops up for this game that you can play. And this game is, I forgot what it's called. Like communist glory or something like that and it's promoting the communist ideals and political view and the game is geared around how they're going to crush capitalism and it's going to become communist and this and that i thought it was weird i mean it's not surprising that they're putting these out there uh but it's weird that it was they're making a game out of it um they're really what they're doing is they're treating us like children thinking like, oh, if we make it a game, we'll trick them into thinking that, you know, this is the way of the world. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I looked at the comments to see. I was like, oh, I got to read these comments on this ad to see what's up. And it was riddled with angry, negative tweet, uh, comments about, you know, some people would say like this, this game is propaganda. And then other people would say like, well, capitalism is, is, is trash and we need to fix it. And this is the way to do it through this game. And and it was just negativity, negativity, shit, 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 all the way down the list. And it was just, some of this stuff was funny, but it was just overall sad to see. Okay? And that was the entire, that was just one ad, one post on Instagram. So if you look at 10 posts like that, you're just, your entire existence is going to be in the negative. Okay? So I get it. It's hard to step out of that space. But it's also as simple as just not getting involved. You see a stupid thing on the social internets, social medias, and instead of responding to shit with shit, you just don't do anything. You move about your day. And that lessens the amount of negativity and shit in this world. Okay? So don't be a shitty person, number two. Number three, the most important one, to be genuinely thankful and grateful for all the good you have in your lives. Whatever it may be. It could be as simple as a working pen, 
a chair to sit on, a roof over your head, electricity, toilet, clean bowels, whatever it is. Take the time each day, and you can start off small. Take the time each day to, to step back, LPDS step back. Think about one thing. Man, I'm glad I have this MacBook computer because it runs quicker. It can hold more, store more you know, information. It'll last longer. It gets less viruses. Thank God I have this and not something else. That was cheaper, but that would have cost me, you know, I would have lost all my data and information and this stuff. Little, it sounds so silly and stupid. I get it. But if you, if you start small like that every day and you just add another thing each day to the point where the majority of your brain space, your free thinking time is in that positive world, that positive environment, thinking, you know, gratitude and positivity and thinking about the good things you have in your life as opposed to being pissed about the shit that's going on in your lives and not how to solve those problems, but just how to stew in them. Um, you're going to be a better person if you, if you think the other way, if you go positive, okay? If you be grateful for the good that you have in your lives and you, and you show it. Um, and you don't take it for granted because you never know when it's going to be gone, all right? Um, so that's the big three. And that's all I got today. Thank you guys again for listening, for tuning in. Let me know what you think about the intro stuff, okay? If you don't like the way it's, it's going, let me know. You can hit it the comments in YouTubes. You can hit the hotline, let me know. Um, we're trying to make the show better each and every week for you guys uh, to make it more entertaining, to make it more captivating, uh, to make it um, more of a positive growth experience for you guys in whatever way it might be whether it's just something to make you laugh each week something you can learn from something you know whatever it is okay so if you like that intro that style of intro then we get into the episode whatever let me know we're going to keep working and growing and building and moving all right so don't forget to like and subscribe all that crap we got it you know we got it libretti like and subscribe, comment, do that shit, whatever. Thank you guys again. I love you all. Stay strong.